Get ready for the Speed of the Game podcast from downtown Detroit with your host, Dan Gilbert. If you can't keep up with the speed of the game, well, you can't play. Well, we're on the road in Charlotte, North Carolina at the NBA All-Star Game weekend here. Um, tonight, actually, is the slam dunk in the three-point contest. And I'll tell you what, this is my uh, most exciting show that I've done anyway on Speed of the Game. Remember, that's the name of it here, the Speed of the Game, and none other than Dallas Maverick and overall entrepreneur, good guy, happy guy, fun guy, <laughs> Mark Cuban. What's up, Dan? How you doing, man? Good. There's no speed between the two of us. No, that's sure. <laughs> no. Nor should there ever be speed. We always have talked about, you know, I, I think Mark's been in the league. Don't tell me. I think this is probably your 19th or 20th year. Yeah, yeah crazy. You know, we 14 years for us, that's even, that's just crazy. It is. And um, we talked about one day, hopefully, being an all-Avs final. That That's right. Cavs and Mavs. Mavs and Cavs. And, and we, you good. got there, we got there, then you got there. And yep, yep, but you are, Hopefully, man. we'll get there together. Hopefully. And you know, speaking of that, why don't we get right into that? Sure. Because you, you made some big news recently and some impressive uh, roster moves. And uh, Luka Doncic, first talk about him because, you know, you guys were in, in Cleveland a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And the kid's not even 20 yet, is he? No, he'll turn 20 this month. I mean, it, it's crazy how good he is. I mean, you know, first, the background on him, he grew up, his dad was a, a basketball player. Um, he's from Slovenia, and he just grew up with basketball in his blood and turned pro when he was 13. I mean, how, how does that work? You know, people say that, but in the United States, when you say that, like, no, it, what are you talking about? Like, over whatever. there, literally, they have so, the club system. But what happens is this 13-year-old kid, what, he's traveling with a basketball team? Yeah, I mean, he gets signed by their development by um, the Real Madrid. Well, it wasn't um, Real Madrid then, but he gets signed by a team, and they pay him a little bit of money, and they say, okay, we, we see a lot of potential, and we're going to develop you, almost like we do with our USA Olympics, you know, where they identify someone in gymnastics really young, and they'll send them to Colorado to, to work to develop their skills. They do the same thing. I mean, literally, and then he got promoted to Real Madrid and played in, like, EuroLeague games at 16, and exhibition games against NBA teams when he was 16 and that, 17. That is just crazy. Do you have any of those videos? Did you watch him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what we were watching. Like, he, he was guarding Russell Westbrook one oh, time. And it's like, imagine? yeah, he was so proud of the fact that Russell didn't score. And, yeah. It's just crazy. I'll yeah. tell you what. I was, so I was sitting baseline in Cleveland. I mean, I'm looking around. Everybody's jaw is, like, like dropping. Because it's not that he's just scoring a lot. It's that – he does everything. Yeah, he's confident. <laughs> he's, he's just a confident player. But I mean, he can he can he can drop dimes. He can shoot the three. He can shoot mid range. He finishes well. He plays some defense when he wants to. When he wants he's to, big, yeah. right? He's big. He's yep. and he's happy and he's a great. You know, he's six eight. He's well now he's he was at two forty eight when the season started. Now I think he's like two thirty five. Two thirty five. Um, but legit six eight, not like six five and six seven with shoes. Right. And I think we call right. him six eight. Um, well, I'm six nine. With I know. Shoes, me too, man. You know, I'm seven yeah, foot three. No, yeah, I do. <laughs> So, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, he's a real player, and he's got so much room to improve. I mean, yeah, you know, he's only shooting 73% from the free throw line, 35% from three. But I will say this about him, right? He's, he has so much fun when he plays the you game yep. that he's always smiling, and that's infectious. But, you know, most guys, when it's the end of a quarter or whatever, they don't want to take that three-point shot. Right. We calculated he's taken 15 heaves at the end of quarters. He mm. lives for those things because when you make one – it it's looks just, good. It's exciting. And so, like, yeah, he's – and he practice. it's funny as hell, but um, he's yeah. just a good kid. I have to tell you, knowing you and the way – how I don't know, you always seem to be in a good mood and always, you know, lighting Not up after a game we lose. No, I'm sure. <laughs> but you're the Luka Doncic of ownership. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I'm are. 19 again. I yeah, like it. There you go. And and so let me explain something you may not know. Okay. You don't know how close you were to not having Luka Doncic. Not the thing you think 
Because you guys were trying to make a trade? No, we were, but that wasn't the one. Let me tell you. So he was absolutely number one on our board. Right. Okay. And as you know, we had the Brooklyn pick at at eight. We drew it in the lottery. So we played in Brooklyn last year. Uh And obviously we want Brooklyn to lose. And, you know, that that could have their pick unrestricted. Um, I don't know exactly why or whatever, but for whatever reason, we, we just looked like total shit and we lost that game. Now, had we won that game, we would have been in the seventh slot. The seventh slot got the second pick. Right, you would have had it. Yeah, that would have been us. And you were ah. one, one Brooklyn loss away from that. See, there, there's a know? similar. I'll tell you, Tim Donahue's story. The same thing. Um, you know, the, the disgraced ref in 2006-7 season when we went 67 and 15. I remember. Yep. Golden and State first round. Golden yeah. State beats us in the first round. You know how they made the playoffs? No. There was a game between the Chicago Bulls and the Golden State Warriors, and there's 15 seconds left in the game. The game is tied, and Ben Gordon, because I'll never forget, is just dribbling the ball. Yeah. Tim, I'm watching this game. Tim Donahue's on the baseline. Okay. And in front of him is a guy named Andres Biedrens, who played for Golden State Warriors, yep. big, big yep. tall guy. Tim Donahue, instead of calling defensive three seconds, which would have sent um, – um, Gordon to the line, shooting 85% to win the game. Right? Well, how much time now is left? When he... Less than 15 seconds okay. at this point. Instead of calling defensive three, he reaches over and pushes him, pushes him out of the paint. Golden State goes on to win that game as a result. They barely – that's the game that gets them into the playoffs. And then they upset you Then guys. they upset us. Yeah. Man, you know, it's it's, – It's a we, game of inches. It's like millimeters. And I'll give you one more crazy sure. one. So in the 2012 draft, that was the Anthony Davis draft, uh-huh. number one. It was ever he was clearly everybody's number one. Without question. We and I don't know exactly. They do these tiebreakers in the lottery and how you're so we we tied with New Orleans for the fourth and fifth, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, fourth fifth slot, uh-huh. depending on who who gets fourth and who gets fifth. So when that happens in the NBA, they call one representative from one team and the other team. You go to um, New York. In the NBA's office, and either they flip a coin or put two things in a bag, and you pull. Uh-huh. That's how. That's how it's done. We send our guy who we should. He was a mush. Okay. You know <laughs> mush. the mush. Do you remember that from the diner? Yeah. <laughs> remember the mush? Yeah. He was the guy in the bag. I also remember the popcorn part. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy, but he's the mush. Serious. But the mush wins the coin flip. Uh huh. Wins the coin flip. You know, against North. So we're all. Oh yeah. We've got the four slot numbers. New Orleans has the fifth slot number. And New Orleans jumps. wins the, wins and the draft. And up. we Anthony Davis. I mean, you know, think about it. Says that. the guy who got LeBron with the number one pick oh, and got another wait, number wait, one wait. pick and got Kyrie with the number one pick. But and, drafted, and drafted Anthony Bennett. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. But, but we, first of all, we didn't, get, we didn't own the team till LeBron at the end of the second I know, year. I know. So Gordon, hey. I remember Gordon getting it. That was, Gordon I was there. Gunn. Yeah. No, but th- I did hear that he had in his briefcase a LeBron jersey already with – his name on it. Did you just bring that just in case? Or just you... in case or for good luck. Yeah. But I know he didn't know. And, no, um, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, I was happy for Gordon. He was yeah. a good man. Yeah, he's still, he's around. He's still has 15% of the team back. Good, good, he, good. So I'm happy for him. Actually, his 15% of the team do the good job the NBA folks have done. Might be might be worth more than when he sold, he sold the team. team. I believe it. You know, um, interestingly enough, tell me how you feel about this. The lottery, which a lot of people, disgruntled people who don't, you know, you went or Cleveland won it the three out of the four years. The fixes in and this and this. So I told I told our boss. I think he's our, is he our boss. He's sort of kind of. Yeah. yeah I Actually, told, he works for us. But that, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't. That's doesn't on paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Adam Silver, I, I said to you know I said Adam, put the lottery, the actual when they drop, put that out publicly yeah. in live tub so people don't have doubts because it, it's there's no way it's not fixed in any no, way, shape, no. or form. 
I mean, we, I've seen it. I've been back there, and I think everyone else has too. So, and if anybody's going to say it is, it's you and me. We right, of course. It's not. Yeah. So, so um, we, I mean, we have so much to talk about. And, and we, only got, we only got 42 <laughs> more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm good, as long as you want to go. Okay, so um, here's my question for you. So cat in the hat or green eggs and ham? Green eggs and ham, I am. Me, me, I am too. So Adam Silver or, or Adam Silver or David Stern? No, I'm, I can't. Don't put me on that. I'm yeah. kidding you on that. Adam so, Stern. Okay, I got one more for you. Shark, Dirk, or Luca? Oh, that's too tough, too. Yeah. <laughs> Luca Nowitzki. <laughs> Luca Nowitzki. Good answer. Good answer. Let's, let's go to Dirk. Now, Dirk, what uh-huh. a great guy. Amazing. Is, is he, do we know if he's done this year? You're not sure. You know what? He's, he's feeling better now. So I, I think it's not 100% certain, which is going to create real problems because we have this killer last game for him. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole event thing. The whole thing set up. So Fireworks. Everything. Everything. Surprise. So we'll just get it twice, you know. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Good for you. Being, bottom line, he, I assume he goes as long him. as you. Yeah, yeah you're it's up to him. Go. Yeah, whatever he wants to you do. Know, uh, so let's talk about just, and we'll finish off the NBA. We have so much other stuff. But sure. What is your overall feeling? And I know we always mess around and kid around. We have, but but what, what is your feeling on the league, the future, just in general? I think we're in great shape. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're well positioned because young kids get the game. It's easy. So, you know, we both have young kids. My, my son's nine, my daughter's 12, and they love basketball. And, yeah. you know, you compare that to trying to get them to play baseball. They don't know the rules. They won't watch the game. They won't watch football. You know, don't watch – don't – know the rules but basketball and well, soccer your dad does own an nba team so i know that helps right you know, even their friends right <laughs> so, yeah, even, yeah. yeah, yeah and, yeah, I, yeah. and yeah. I realize it's they, yeah. and they recognize that too yeah. but um but just even with their friends um you know it's it's just different and plus with with esports and 2k it's just it's and the highlights driven it's it's a highlights driven and, and yep. player driven league so I, I think we're in personalities great personalities the fact yeah. that there's no helmet there's no hat they, they and, and our our guys are social media stars they, they are you know are. you can watch other than the browns quarterback or the cowboys quarterback or the steelers quarterback somebody anybody from a team could walk in and you wouldn't know who they were that's exactly right and most most guys 15 players deep on an nba team you're going to have a good idea who they are and, and even the even the 14 and 15 guy there's always a there's always a group of fans that like that love guys. them yeah and then, of course, the, the intimacy of the game, the fact that the seats are on almost the court or even on the court to a degree, you don't have that in any other sport. Even In hockey, they're close, but there's that glass. you got the glass. And plus, I think with the new arenas that are being built, they're getting even closer. Yeah. You know, and I think we'll, they'll be a little bit smaller, a little bit um, more intimate, and, and just, you know, we're, we're using technology where it makes sense. I, I think we're in great shape. So, Mark, when I came into the league, now it's, again, 14 years ago, you know, I, I said you sit there as a new owner, man. You're like intimidated of you know just what is going on, man. There's Mark Cuban, there's yeah, David yeah. Stern, all that. It's true, yeah. right? But you and Stern back then, uh huh. I mean, I thought some of it might have been like fake wrestling. I wasn't sure if it was real. It was real, but it was about the refs. It was about this. It was about that. I mean, tell me about your evolution because they used to get the fines and then all then the Cuban rule supposedly and then. Yep. But now Adam and you got a great relationship. Yeah. When I first came in, I remember. Um, First, I had to get approved. Like now, when there's a new owner, owner, as long as they can pay and pass the background check or whatever, you're getting in, right? Yeah. But back then, yeah, look I, at some of those guys. They let no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dan Gilbert, not no, Mark Cuban. We're, we're, just, we're just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I had to be interviewed by the entire board of governors, and I remember the the guy Dave Checkets, who was the GM or president or whatever of the Knicks, 
asking me, are you going to be like that owner from Dallas, the Cowboys, the football team? I'm like, and this is 2000. So they had, you know, somewhat recently won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, I want to win. And I want to create business. And they were like, oh. and they literally, David had to force my getting approved even to get me through. Wow. And then I remember going to the first meetings and everybody was in a suit and tie except for me. And they're nobody, still out in suit and tie. I know, but not, not as much. You don't come in a suit and no, tie. I don't. Most of them. A lot of them do. But, um, but, um, and I remember no one talked. That's right. And I remember going to, to David, are we allowed to talk? He goes, yeah, ask us whatever you want. And that opened up the floodgates. And, it was, and there was one point, and I won't mention, um, and I was raising hell about the refs and marketing and different things. Yep. And he stood up, and he's now um, passed away. Bill Davidson. I know the story. Go ahead. And he Only because I'm from Detroit. That's oh, yeah, there. right. So there you go. And he goes, it, you, you know, he says, sit down and shut the F up, you know, until you've done something. Package. You can swear. Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yep. And, <laughs> and, you know, David's like, no, we can't do that. You, can, you can't say that. And a bunch of owners, you know, stood up and said, that's not right. And, oh, they uh, did. See, that part they don't tell. But people yeah. who tell it from, may he rest in peace, yeah. Bill Davidson said, I don't hear that part. Yeah, no, there are other you owners know. who stood up for oh, me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And I had like guys like Michael Heisley, who also rest in peace, who yep. owned the Grizzlies, a great guy. We came in the exact same day. And so, you know, he he, he got abused by the NBA. First oh, they man. put him in Vancouver, then they moved him to Memphis, know. you know. And, and they kept the name, Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies would you change yeah. the name? Yeah, I would have done something, but yeah. it was just hard. I mean, it wasn't his, not that Memphis isn't a great city. It's no, just it's a, a smaller, city. yeah, it's yeah. just a smaller market and just more difficult. And, and so, you know, so he always had my back and some other owners did and were very supportive. And, you know, and then the stuff with the refs, you know, I understood David's perspective because he never cared who won or lost. Right. You know, but when when you know, you know that three guys on the court can have more of an impact than you know the other ten guys on it, the court. You know, it's if you. Re <laughs> I'm glad you said that because it's so unreal. Because you, you can say, I don't know. I think the average spread. I, I read this recently in analytics is something. It's like four point something points is the average spread of any game or uh -huh. something. On average, that's a free throw a quarter. Yeah, that's it. Right. So you're absolutely right. One of those guys. And, and we, you know, we had a triple overtime loss at home. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's a great game. Yeah, well, it was really great. Especially when, you know, there was one part where, I don't know, one of the, I want to say which team, but let me just tell you this. We saw the ball go off a player's leg. You know, player's leg with a darker gray, blacker jersey. Right. And everyone saw it. Even the, the Nets saw it. I was watching everybody. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. It says and Their ball. the ball back. Yeah, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't overturn it. Yeah. No, whatever. it was just crazy stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, look. I still, and, and you know, I got fined a lot, and I think part of it is the league has gotten used to me yeah. and has, has tried to, it doesn't stand out as much anymore. But um, the other part is, I mean, I, I try to raise hell behind the scenes first and then yeah. get fined when it takes some public pressure. And I'll, I'll, you know, what I'm working on with them right now is better G League training, yeah. you know, because what I've come to realize by the time they get to the NBA, it's already too late. It's a, it's a great point. Right. And you're talking about development Developing of the refs, yep. yeah. And the, or the and refs you're talking about now. Yeah, okay, the refs, okay. yeah. And so, I mean, there's one guy, George Tolliver, and he has very little help, and they spend very little time on video, very little time on training. And if you can't make them better in the G League, you're not going to make them better, you know, yeah. in, in the NBA. And so, so there's still you, a ton of problems. Do you think that what I don't understand is, okay, so, you know, and some of the good ones are really good. It's, it's amazing because the good ones – they very rarely, when I'm watching, you know, Monty McCutcheon, everyone loved him. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's more than. It's more than coincidence. But I think when it, the calls miss, I think they're. It's not because they're not skilled or trying or there's any kind of weird stuff. 
I think sometimes awareness, you just like, you know, it's a big arena. There's a lot of noise and call, you some Yeah, you get distracted. Off, right? You, don't you? I mean, I don't. Yeah, it happens. Guys miss calls. I mean, but yeah. it's not so much that they miss calls, but it's like any other business. What processes are you putting into place to minimize those yeah. mistakes? That's, that's and, and that's where we fall down. Visibility. Flat. Yeah. And, you know, since you and I have been in the league, I think there's been eight different people who have run the officiating group. What if you and me take, what, can we should put a uh, motion? For us to take yeah, over? Just joint committee. No, we could, hey, it, fix it in 15 minutes. It's not, if that, but that's going to take, 12 minutes 12 per minute. quarter. You know, so. Whatever the length of a podcast right. is. <laughs> Which could be long. <laughs> so tell us, uh, let's move, move over to Shark Tank. Okay. Shark Tank is a, it's a phenomenon, it's right? It's crazy, isn't it? But when you watch the show itself, there's no studio audience. It's not, it, 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 but there's something about it. I mean, give us the, how it all happened and what do you think? Um, I mean, I do the show because it sends the message that the American dream is alive and well. Yep. You know, whether somebody in Detroit or Dallas or wherever across the country. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Someone's got an idea and they don't know what to do next. And they want to know that there's other people in similar circumstances that have had success and to hear the story. And so that's what Shark Tank does. And um, I can't tell you how many times people have stopped me on the street and say because they watch Shark Tank, you know, their son or daughter started a business or they did their business. But the way it really goes down, right? Yep. We is go, it real? Is it fake real. wrestling? It's, no, it's 100% no, it's real. real. 100% so. real. We go and we shoot two and a half weeks in June and two weeks in September. We'll get there, you know, I'll get there at 8.30, you know, put on my suit. They put on, yep. you know, so quick makeup. Why did they – because you're, like, known for your casual – how come that you went suit in Shark Tank? Oh, I was so mad. But they're like, you have to. You have to. We're not giving you suit. The only thing they let me out was not having to wear a tie. And then, you know, don't even You do wear a tie that. sometimes, don't you? No, it? never on the oh, show. Oh, you've never, never worn, worn a tie on the show. I want no. you guys to find a show because I thought no, it was not no, one show. No, may, there may be some event or something I had to okay. do. But yeah, oh, maybe that was when you were in court and you won that. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that probably when I killed Sorry. the SEC. Yep. That's okay. SEC won't let me be, right? Isn't that something like that? Yeah. Is that how it goes? Oh, I killed them. Crushed them, well, destroyed yeah, them. Yeah, so, but in any event, yep, back yep. to Shark Tank. Okay. Um, so I get there and we get the set. We start shooting, you know, eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning. Go till seven, seven thirty, and they just bring in deal after deal after deal. Yep. So that's why we have the same clothes on all the time because they package them into different episodes. Can't you? Don't you wardrobes change? No, switching? no, because you don't. They don't know which. They don't shoot by episode. They shoot by deal. And okay. so the, when so they walk onto yeah. the carpet, we know nothing about them. They tell us their first name when they show up, and then they start pitching us. Yep. And on TV, it takes 10 minutes. In real life, if it's a stupid deal, just like something ridiculous, it might take 20, 30 minutes. Okay. But if it's a, you know, a more in-depth deal with more money, it could go for an hour and a half. And you just and only can they, use a few minutes. Yeah, it. and they only use 10 minutes of it, so they right. do a great job editing. And then you know, after we do a deal, um, we get a chance to do due diligence because lots of times they get out there and they just get all amped up and they just lie their asses off. Oh, man. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time, Here's right? Here's my thing. If they're lying, they know you're going to find out. But, you know, they're on TV and they oh, don't care, you know? It. That doesn't come back out, right? Well, yeah, no, that part doesn't come back Except out. Except now on this podcast. Right. right? Yep. But, you know, the other thing people don't realize is t about 20 to 25% of people who pitch us don't even make it on air. So oh. if you're just if you're just bad TV, unfortunately for them, like some people come in and they, they the producers work with them on their pitches to make them interesting. Yeah. But some people just choke. So th so they do get where they get like a framework. Hey, you should probably do this. Yeah, well, no, this. they practice them because they yeah. don't want them going and just yeah. winging it. And there's some hustlers, though, because we will get guys like some people will try to bring their kids on and they'll let them bring their kids. Hey, we started this company because yeah. our kids do this and our kids do that. And then they're supposed to send them off. Sometimes they'll like 
they'll keep uh, it's just the kids just stay there yeah and they turn into props and it, yeah <laughs> it's just it's bad it's figure they can't you can't reject me with my three my kids out yeah but then it's uh, just so like, a couple guys now you a couple guys probably get a lot of kick out of that those guys some of those guys <sighs> on that show man oh i know some of yeah do you but, get along would you get along with those guys or for guys, the most part yeah it's like you guys like else. go bowling on a tuesday to a movie you and those guys what's their names again drink uh, so yeah, yeah way to watch the show damn yeah <laughs> no I, I don't remember their name you know so i'm gonna focus on you when watching. watch uh, yeah, yeah 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 and so there's barbara corcoran her yeah Damon John, um, the guy who started FUBU, um, Robert Herjavec, who's in the computer security business. Is he the Canadian? Is he's he, one of the Canadians. Yep. Then there's um, Kevin O'Leary. He's Mr. Wonderful. Right, I know Mr. Wonderful. And then um, Lori Grenier, who's um, Miss, the queen of QVC. I, I got you. So in, in, did they, anybody, was there another host anytime? Yeah, we'll, we'll fill in and have guest sharks. We had Charles Barkley on this year. Oh, good. A-Rod was on this year. Sarah Blakely, who's part owner and, of the Atlanta Hawks. Yep, yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, and we've had other people on as well. Yeah, yeah. I, Never had me on. I wasn't. You on. want to be on? Uh, you know, you've asked me a few times, but it fades out. It's going to fade. I'll, I'll get you on there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Come on. Why don't you come Maybe on? We start shooting. Yeah, come on. Do you shoot. have to say the whole two weeks? No, no, no. Just one day. Okay, yeah. I'll, if you can get me out, sure. Yeah, just come sure. in one day. The hard, to, the hard part is not doing the deals or being on the show. The hard part's after you say yes and you invest in them. Oh, no. Because then, because you know, it's all the investments you have. Yeah. You know, there's good ones that you don't have to talk to. And then there's all the other ones. <laughs> I hear you. So wait, are you, you know, people, some people say you're throwing good money after bad money. Uh-huh. I call it bad money after bad money. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. 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 So, because so, you never know enough to know, like, no. who's wrong here? Is it them or is it me? That, that's right, exactly. And, and, and the fact that you have that view is why, why you can be an investor. Like, a lot of people are, no, I'm always right. But you know. No, okay, you can't be always right. You never know. Yeah. yeah. And things change. And, and so how many different investments do you have because of just Shark just Tank? Shark Tank? Yep. I think I've invested in 80 plus and I've sold probably 12 and my biggest score was a 40 million. I've got 25, 20% for like 250K and with stock and cash that we got back, it's now worth 40 million. That is, I had so no, that's okay. wait, what was that? Which one? Was it was the, a company called Cycloramic and what they did was they came on like five years ago when the iPhone had a flat bottom basil, right? That you yep, just stand yep. it on and they had this, they wrote this software, this app that used the um, sensors to make it turn and take a panoramic picture. But then iPhone okay. changed the format so that it no longer was flat. And so we converted them to computer vision. And now, well, you're in the, you're in the car business. Yeah. And so you know how you go to Carvana, who bought them. Sure. And you can just look at a car and you can flip it and turn it and look at it from any direction. Oh, inside that, of, we do that on StockX, actually, with our shoes. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. same thing, right? And so. Um, and it was a patented uh, tech yep, IP. Did, yeah. Did you have a feeling during that show, this thing is this thing could be, or was it surprise you? No, it surprised me. So when I, I came on as a guest shark in their second season, and I watched the first season, I'm like, this is so slow, but it looks like it's it'd be so much fun to do yep. that, you know, and they were bouncing us around to different nights. I thought, okay, I'll do my three episodes, and the show will be over. And then it just took off. So, so you, you know, it's interesting. You're, it's almost like the arc of a regular VC. You hit the one or two big ones. That's exactly for, right. What is your, if you don't mind, the sure. basis of, your, every investment of those 80 investments roughly i mean is um, probably 22 and um and so i made 10 on that one deal and so i'm probably i mean up annualized 10 percent oh that's that yeah, i mean it's livable yeah right? for it's sure livable. and and there's probably other ones well you're, you're my, are you talking realized and unrealized or just realized um realized well there you probably have more than that yeah well yeah because so, you so. can't yeah mark i don't do that mark to market but yeah that's good yeah. mark uh, is it different when it's mark to market mark by mark, to yeah, market? yeah mark yeah <laughs> you got to look at, at some of those opportunities and then you just have to create you got to get everybody that's the thing like you know i've, I've talked to you know we're, we're working with a lot of, of african-american in detroit and, and cleveland and 
pushing entrepreneur mm-hmm. type of things because the culture's there for so long. It was it was one one guy explained it to me. He said, Danny, he was he goes, us talking about me opening a business at dinner table. This is a guy who probably grew up in the eighties, early nineties. He said, That would be about as foreign as your mom and dad saying, So you're gonna be an MBA center, do you think? Or right, like, right. So that's not even on the t- it's like and, you and have to change saying, that. Yeah, you yeah. got to change. I'm saying why? And you've done why a great you job. To, you've done a great job. No, I, but but to me, that's the best part of it because yeah. people create wealth, not zebras. You know, not camels. Not this is true. That's it's humans. But I'll tell you on that though. I'll tell you what I tell my kids. I said, you know, whenever we're out someplace, I said, look around you, look at every single thing that you see. For the most part, somebody had to have the idea to create that. Somebody was the first person to think of that, right. and they turned it into a business. And it's not like everything's going to stay static. If somebody can think of that idea for the cup, for the lid, for these mic covers, Crazy. for the if so, people can think of that, you can think of something. So you all know what the stock market is, right? That's where you trade stocks. There's a bid. There's an offer. There's reporting of pricing that comes out every second of the day that the market's open. How come there's never been a stock market of things? Well, I got some good news for you. There is now, and it's called StockX. If you haven't heard about it, and 5 million people have who've signed up and are trading on it, you can actually trade things like sneakers or handbags or watches or streetwear, and they're going to add a bunch more products on there soon, where you can actually look at live bids, live offers, and look at prices that have been paid, actual trades that have happened. So you can look at the time, the date, um, and the price of the trade, and it's pure... 100% 100% visibility. And here's the other thing. StockX authenticates the items or the things before the buyer gets them. If you're a buyer, you won't get it unless StockX gets behind it and is authenticated. If you're a seller, you know you've got a huge marketplace of millions of buyers who could pay market price for your things, the stock market of things. I mean, on the streetwear side, they've got Bape, Supreme, Palace, Kith, those kinds of brands. Sneakers have everything, Nike, Jordan, Adidas, and more. You know, you've got on the handbag side, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, Hermes, and your typical watches, but Rolex, Omega, Tudor. There's tens of thousands of items on StockX. You get a live marketplace, and it's anonymous. It's liquid. It's just like the stock market. The stock market of things, you can download the app at Android or iOS or go to StockX.com. So check out the marketplace of things. I think you're going to like it. Let's go. Putting your name on the line which is dotted at the bottom of a mortgage document for your first mortgage or even your second, third, fourth, or fifth doesn't really matter. That's a big financial obligation and that's a big commitment. Probably the biggest financial commitment in your life. In fact, the average person makes no larger commitment than paying back a $100,000, $200,000, or $300,000 home loan or even higher. So you want to make sure that you go to the best company you possibly can go to. Well, there's one company that has risen from nowhere, really, in downtown Detroit, Michigan, their headquartered, to become the number one home lender in America. More people trust Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage for their home loan than any of the other 30,000 or so companies that are out there. So why did that happen? Well, this company cares deeply about you and client service. That's why J.D. Power ranked them the best experience in home lending for the last, I think, nine consecutive years in a row. And on top of all that, they have the best technology. I'm sure you've seen the commercials. It's called Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage, press button, get mortgage. Now, it sounds real simple, and it is for the user or the borrower or the client when they're looking at it, but 
This is uh, years in the making, thousands of technology people and others creating the best and quickest technology that has interfaces to all the sources to verify things quickly. So you can get a home loan, not only quick, but you can get it in a visible, clear, transparent manner. So if you're thinking about a home loan or you're thinking about buying a home, you wanna to go to rocketmortgage.com or you wanna download the app on iOS or Android. So Rocket Mortgage, America's largest lender and the best lender. Mark, you look, I looked how old you were. There's a big birthday you had last year. Yeah. You look good. Well, birthday. thanks. I mean, no one would get, every time I say, you know, Mark, Mark's that, because I, I brag about it almost. <laughs> you had a big birthday, right? Yep, you, you six like to talk six up. Six I mean, up. do you do anything? I look good for 60, right? Yeah. I mean, you do. I mean, I'm, you know, so, I mean, it's just a fact, right? Yeah, it is it what it is. doesn't mean he's good looking. He just looks good oh, for 60. Oh, I'm hot as hell. <laughs> what do, do you do anything? You obviously exercise yeah. a lot. What do you do? Um, like, I'll go do an hour cardio. I'm dressed to work out, so I make sure I get an hour cardio in every day, um, unless for some reason I can't because of work, whatever. Like, when I'm watching games at night, I'll, I'll be doing cardio. I do this thing called um, Rise Nation, which are Versa Climbers. You ever see those? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'll go and do the 30 and 35-minute classes, and that just kicks my ass. That's and then great. I still play pickup. I'll still get out there and play. Good. How are your knees? Good? My knees are, I got both hips replaced, so the rest of me is good. Once okay. I did that, that how, kind of How are they? Was those hips that change everything? Oh, no. It, my hips, once I got them replaced, best thing I ever did. Biggest mistake I ever made was weight. Oh, you mean squatting? If you Everything. Like, I can do anything. I, I don't even know that. The only time I know they're, they're, they're made out of metal is when I go through a, lot, um, a metal detector. Can you ask them to like put in any kind of bionic stuff to get you, you know, to, to make you jump, jump higher? Jump eight, you know, anything like you know, that? No? I think no. when I hit, I used to be able to jump. Like I didn't dunk till the, for the first time until I was 37. I, you know, I didn't even know you dunked. You're from Pittsburgh, grew uh -huh. up Pittsburgh. What's this thing about selling garbage bags? Who sells garbage bags? Me. I sold a lot of things. What gar Me. How did that occur? So um, I was a basketball junkie my entire life, um, as long as I can remember. And I remember going to my dad and and wanting a new pair of basketball shoes and he was like those you know my dad did upholstery on cars and so it was like you know never made more than forty thousand dollars in his life middle Is class he from was he born in the u.s your dad or did he come um, from? no yeah he was born in the u.s passaic new jersey and my grandparents came over and is it yeah. for, is it from Cuba? Like uh, no, no, no. They were Russian. Okay. And so, um, and it was Chubaninsky, and then they they came over, and everybody shortened it for him. Um, and literally on my dad's birth certificate, it's spelled C U B I N, but because no one spoke English, everybody else spelled it C U B A N. So, do you think your entire life would be different if you were Mark Chubaninsky versus Mark? No, Cuban? because I remember being a kid and everybody calling me Castro, and I mean oh, I like, couldn't get any worse than that. Yeah. I'm, so my, my dad was like, those tennis shoes look really good on you. When you have a job, you can buy anything you want. I'm like, Dad, I'm 12. And they were, you know, playing poker, drinking, of course, eating donuts. And um, <laughs> one of his buddies goes, I got something. I can give you a job. I, I've got these boxes of garbage bags that you can sell. You just go to the neighbors and sell them. Why would a guy want in the neighborhood, any neighborhood, hey, I'll take up a garbage bag. I want to hear this. Hi, Mr. Gilbert. I'm Mark Cuban. I live down the street from you. Do yep. you use garbage bags? Sure, son. Do you use them often? What's a muffin? Do you use them often? Oh, I thought you said what's a, a muffin. muffin? <laughs> I thought you said like. like <laughs> See, hey, now I, think I got my you. hearing is going. I think it's a. I think it's. <laughs> yeah, so I thought headphones. maybe a muffin was a kind of. I'm <laughs> but, thinking to myself, no, that's this a dance. garbage bag. <laughs> that's a dance. I, I said, do you do the muffin? Okay. <laughs> Wait, let's start that again. Let's start that again. So I. Um, you, will you get the will you get the door, honey? No, okay, I'll get it. Okay, so uh, hi, Mr. Yeah. Gilbert. Oh uh, yeah, well, how you doing, Mark? I'm Mark. I live down the street from you. Do you use garbage bags? Of, of course, son. I'd like to make your life a lot easier. Would it be okay if once a month or so I brought over a box of a hundred garbage bags for six dollars? 
I'll do oh. all the work. You don't have to ever go to the store. You know how you have to carry those boxes? I'll take all that off. Now, now, will you put my garbage in the bags and also take it out to the curb? Is no, that... because your wife told me you needed exercise, so oh, I wouldn't want to ruin that for her. So. That, that's true. So for $6. What, what color are they? They're blue. Do you have any uh, see-through clear? Um, you know what? If you stuff enough in there, they'll be see-through and clear. <laughs> so wait, they're $6 for a... $100. And how many months do I got to, you know... Just once a month. You could... But I can monthly. I can. Yeah, just monthly. Just when I drop them off, you pay me the six dollars. Yeah. How much? If I go to the grocery store or what? What do they charge there? Seventy three dollars for the same six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all of them. I'll take all I'll of take them. Take everything. So that's what I did, and, and I sold them all out, and I'd show them. You know, it's so back. crazy that it's it's good. It's so nuts and out of. Who's gonna say? Look, who's gonna say no to this face? A twelve year old <laughs> version of this face. Well, you know, there'd be. You don't, yeah. <laughs> You, you just say yes. Yeah, yeah that's just. <laughs> I, I just love the randomness of garbage bags. It's just it's phenomenal. I'll tell you a quick thing on garbage bags. So we, we had only a, Dan Gilbert's got a quick thing. No, I got a garbage bag story. That's why I asked for the see-through clear. So if you were a 50-state highly regulated home lender that was under scrutiny in let's say the middle of the last decade, uh-huh. as everybody was, and the mortgage market's blown up, financial yep. markets are blown up, people are privacy advocates, and we get your W-2s, your 1040s your social security numbers, we have everything, everything possibly about you, and you're the, the procurement person in a big 50-state national lender, and the garbage bag salesperson comes along, the Mark Cuban of the adult world, and says, do you like the dark blue, dark brown, dark green, dark purple, or see-through clear? Would you take the see-through clear? Probably not. Probably not. So, <laughs> so one day, you know, our garbage bags were overflowing, someone sent left a text, and and we find out somebody goes to the garbage bins in our, our company and you can literally you can see a guy a reporter tv reporter with a miner's cap and a helmet you know with a light probably at night going we're at uh here at quicken loans and look we can see john doe's tax re- we had the see-through clear ones and so because of that people said you weren't protecting their privacy well they couldn't know we caught it in time this, this person in our third day of work actually sent in something and we saved it awesome. just think about how crazy i got my own garbage bag story and, and think of how great it was for that th- person in the third day of work to think like that <laughs> it just it, they actually were putting in something about the overflowing i didn't even realize it when when the person was checking the overflowing garbage bags they saw it it's crazy so i mean i'm just saying the inches like we talked about in every just, every business you just and never know little which, things which brings me to the speed of the game because we've talked about it on the panel we uh-huh. were at yesterday then you know the panel or one of those owners was just keep talking talking <laughs> talking, talking, talking talking so we're going to have a, these at the at the nba and, and our and our board of governors meetings we're thinking about we're asking adam silver to put a real 24 second, second clock, clock. For all panels and all events and all discussions in our NBA Board of Governors meetings. How great. That would be awesome. That's it. You have to shot clock violation. That's Pass right. the mic. That's it. Right. And Adam's going to sit there, put his hand over his head. We have to do it. I'm down. Okay. So we just got to do it. So, um, so we talked about the garbage bags. You know, with you, I tell you, when I was looking up, it took me about 15 minutes. And, and Andrea here, who who helps out, does deep research. Deep research. There, we could go on for for. You have more topics and more things than any person. It's fun. It it's is fun. fun. You're having fun. So let's talk about that. That's a big part of your whole game. I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. If you're not going to have fun after you sell broadcast.com, how old were you when you did it? I was 39. You know, you were the first sort of entrepreneur, internet generation rock star. Like, you know, you got all these guys now. They don't know. You're like the Bill Russell of, entrep- <laughs> oh, great. of tech yeah. entrepreneurs. Right? Yeah, old school, huh? Where you're the old school guy. People forget. And so yeah, they ever, do forget. And now, they're, now they don't remember. Yeah, we started the streaming industry. Yeah, so in, in, in back in the late 90s, right? So give um, everybody the quick. No, the, it was mid-90s. And um, 
my first company, I did systems integration, local area networks, wide area networks, and we were one of the first there and one of the biggest. Sold that to CompuServe and H&R Block. Um, and then bought a lifetime pass in American Airlines, party like a rock star. And then Todd Wagner, one of my buddies who's, who's here this weekend, um, came to me and said, you know, there's got to be a better way to listen to Indiana basketball than putting up a speakerphone next to a radio in Bloomington, Indiana, and then listening on the other end here. Wait, who, was, who would do that for him? Somebody. We would do it because if there's like our big rivalry game, you know. But he's somewhere is, else and you would call on the phone? Yeah, and, and say, yeah, it's just, just put the phone next to the speakerphone <laughs> or put the radio next to mm-hmm. the speakerphone and we just hear it on the other side. And, and you had to pay long distance too. Sure, back, remember back when people used to, be, a you lot used of you to call are too young after remembers. 11? Yeah, call. No, any, if you'd be on the phone with somebody, they're calling you from like New York or Chicago and you're like in Detroit or Dallas or Pittsburgh. All right, I gotta go. It's it's long distance. I gotta go. I gotta go. It's long distance. You don't hear don't, it anymore. No, 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 those days are gone. So, yeah. anyways, so we're like, you know, he's, he goes to me. He goes, Mark, you're you're the geek. You know, you know all this technology and networking. It's got to be a way to use this new thing called the internet to be able to do this. I'm like, let me check it out. So I bought an ISDN line, which was the fastest thing you could buy from my house. Bought another, bought a Packard Bell computer, put in the second bedroom of my um, house, and just started working on it. And we went to local radio stations and, you know, convinced them that this is the future of cable, the Internet. So, so local being in what? In, in Dallas. In Dallas. Oh, you're, you're in Dallas. So I'm in Dallas, okay. yeah. Okay. And so um, they said yes, and we started connecting. Um, so we created this company called AudioNet and started locking in radio stations and, and um, music producers and um, record labels and just putting everything we possibly could online and you couldn't stream live back then so we did it all on demand all out of the second bedroom of my house so you couldn't stream live <coughs> because the networks that the radios had deals with would prevent it no 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 not that at all because they didn't it? even know what, they couldn't understand how what they we were doing they, right? they, they were saying you think the technology just thing was, was going to catch on yeah they don't the, even know what the internet was right. we had to explain to them what yep, it was yep. and so it, but what you couldn't do live because the technology wasn't there yet. The computers okay. weren't fast enough, and okay. there wasn't enough bandwidth. And so then a company came out that allowed a company called Zing that allowed you to do live streaming, and boom, we were in business. And so we started locking up all the rights to everything: radio stations, TV stations, sporting teams, leagues, Super Bowl, this, that. So when you had the rights to that, just give me an example, like uh-huh. one station rights that you had. How did it, it work? It was free. So what we said, we'll broadcast this live. So so. Most So we had this company called Delahaye do some research for us that said, in office, how do people consume media? Well, nobody had a TV in their office, right? Yeah. And only 7% of people had radios. So we would tell them, you know, particularly in the AM station, you can't, people can't receive your signal in the office. Yeah. And so if you let us stream your signal, and we called it internet broadcaster signal back then, people, you'll be able to reach in office and you'll be able to do that. Well. What we didn't realize as much at the time was that people all over the world who had moved from Dallas were listening everywhere, right? So yeah. we, we made them worldwide immediately, and that wasn't even a bigger market, and they would get off. I remember listening to local sports station, and someone called in from the Aleutian Islands. They were listening. And so, long story short. I think they made that up. Is there something called the Aleutian Islands? Yeah, is that real? it really is, yeah. Where, where is the Aleutian Islands? It's Island? in the Pacific somewhere. Somebody somebody check the Google machine. The Google machine, the Aleutian yeah, Islands. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, so. And so, it just blew up. You know, there were 1,000 people a day, you know, two months in, then 10,000, then 100,000, then a million. Mm-hmm. And it just kept on going and going. And then we got video and turned it into broadcast.com. And it kept on growing. And we had an IPO in July of um, July 18th, 1998. And it was the largest IPO in the history of the, the stock market at the and, time. And what did the clo- market cap closed at what at the time? At the time, we were, oh my goodness, so three, like 900 million at the time. And 
then you you get bought out by Yahoo. Yahoo. It, yeah. what, what year was it? Two thousand. Two thousand was when we closed. What, what, what year in, or month in two thousand? July. July. 2000. Well, when the bubble burst for internet stocks, their board of directors freaked out, and they just cut back any spending. And we were cash flow break even, but mm. some genius decided that streaming wasn't the future. And so what would have happened in your mind? Because if I have this right, if they continued those rights and had long-term contracts. And we did, yeah, and we did. What would have happened? We were, we had, I don't know how many hundreds of radio stations. We had internet-only radio stations that we created. I mean, we would have Christmas radio stations all day, every day. You know, if you wanted Christmas music yeah. in July, and we had we were Pandora, we were Spotify, we were YouTube because you could upload videos. I mean, everything that, that was just so they paid all this money and then and then how stock, but yeah, or stock, even billion so in stock. And yeah. when did they shut it down? They never shut it down. Shut it down. They, they, you know, yeah, two thousand two. It's, you know, it was crazy. Some of these, sometimes, you know, I would leave it to Beaver, which you remember. And I do remember, yeah. a lot of people don't remember that anymore, but Beaver and what was his brother named Wally? Wally, yeah. And Eddie Haskell? And Eddie Haskell, <laughs> right. Eddie Haskell. You have no idea what we're talking about, do no. you? There was a line that was used often in that, and it just, it sticks with me in life now, and that's when Beaver would learn something, and, and it was just, Gee, wow. Wally. <laughs> things aren't as they seem. Gee, Wally, things aren't, aren't as they seem, and Wally would say, no, they're not, not beef. Beaver. No, they're not. <laughs> all day long in my head, I run that like that. Then no, they're not, Dan. No, they're no, not. They're not. It's so, so true. Know. Look, you, we've both been on the same similar curves, right? Yeah. Grind, 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 grind. Oh, something's working here. Push, push, push. Compete, 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 compete. And then there's a point of diminishing return because you start valuing your time more than the return way, of money. Way more than money. And in fact, you you want to also be able to deploy the money. So I I have this little motto I I made for myself or whatever you want to call it when I turned fifty, and it was. So I want to do three things, just three things. I want to positively impact as many people as possible. Yep. I want to have fun in the, in, while yep. I'm doing it. And I want to build wealth in the process so I could do more of one and two. And that's it. Yep. Simple. But it, but I, I think there's but the decisions you make now are different than they made when you were 45. Sure. But here, here's the thing that it, it's like capital is earned and it's created and you want to deploy it towards things that will help the world, help society, create jobs. Sure. And all this other stuff, but when you when you tax it, it's a price. It's a price. It's like raising the price on it. I don't have as much of a problem as taxing us a little bit more on that upper income. You know what that amount is, we can argue about. Sure. What I care more about is how it's spent. Quantum physics. Uh huh. You know, quantum computing yeah. and quantum computing, which comes yeah. from that. Do you? How much do you know about it? I'm reading more and more about it, but you can be in two places, more than one place at one time. An electron can yep. be in. You know, it's in what they supposition state. Right. And and until a human being looks at it collapses into reality now that takes you down rabbit a holes. lot of rabbit holes they because keep we aren't me, really here that's yeah well you're not seeing it. it's a it's a podcast we'll never see it no. and it's not really us because well, no. this is a metaverse yeah a multiverse a multi-metaverse multi-metaverse but so you do you go so i here's i give you my let's sort of become i guess my version of smoking you know what smoking <laughs> was bad habit right uh -huh. so I, I will stay up till like in the last two three years like two three in the morning just going through YouTube quantum physics videos. That's like cool. It's, it's crazy stuff. I mean, the, you know, the double slit experiment. And uh -huh. so have you invented any quantum? No, um, I'm not there yet. Not invented, invested. No, no, so, because I, I think it's it's big companies like AT and T and IBM and Google and you know Apple. Or those right. are the ones. But that a couple, are a couple more in Canada. There are smaller no, ones. No, Canada subsidizes a lot of it, and that's yeah. why. But here, here's the thing, though. Innovation. and We should talk about this too, since you mentioned uh -huh. it. Seems that innovation does not come from the big companies, mostly. No, they buy it. They buy it, and, and it seems that there, there's this, there's sort of this now paradigm. And tell me what you think about this. There's four or five companies, whatever you want to call them, the FAA, the, the, the Fangs, the yeah. Fangs. Yeah. 
and and people are concerned a little bit. So can there be another fang? Well, the fangs are so big that when any company innovates, gets to a certain size, they say, oh, we better buy them. And then they make a crazy offer and they buy them. So how do you deal with that? And, and You make the choice not to sell. Okay, but that's but it's hard for somebody, especially if they're a first-time right, or second-time right, right, entrepreneur. Right. And, you know, it's. It, I'm hoping that's not. You know, every time people say these things are, that's what's happening forever. It's, it never seems to go that way. But yeah, I mean, look, it it, it changes. Look, well, I sold right, and so I, I mm-hmm. I'm kind of a hypocrite to say it's not always going to happen. But um, there's like right now they're talking about deep fakes, right? So I invested about 25 percent of a company that two of the the um, guys who were involved in original open face deep fake stuff. Um, when you say deep fake, you're talking meaning about videos. Like I could, I could do a video. Oh, make it look like we're in the video. Yeah, like, or, or make us look like we're talking another language or saying mm-hmm. something we're not saying. And so, like when, when the Mavs went to China, we used this company, and I they have you trained by doing these mannerisms, and then it had me speaking Chinese to the audience at the arena. But you were talking English. They had a native Chinese speaker who oh. just did it all the speaking for me. So you train it using neural networks um, so that. You take mannerisms, and um, so I would sit there, and they'd make me move my hands, and they, they, you know, the old brown fox jumped over the yellow house, you know, so they get all the different movements of your mouth, and then using a neural network um, and computer vision, they'll train it so that it'll, tr- it, it knows how to match things up to different words. It's all math. Yeah, it's all math. It's all math. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. You know, uh, billions. Let's talk about a couple of things. I was sitting there because I love that show. It's a great show. I mean, it's I'm, a great I'm about show. to be really mad at him because this may be the first season I'm not in it. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I only I only saw that. Were you in twice? It's uh, only been three. This is the third season coming up. Yeah, so I've been in the two seasons. So there. I saw the one. I'm sitting there with my wife, going, "Man, that'd be cool one day to be involved. Somehow, it's a cool show, and I like the writing." And about boom, Mark, there Cuban. I am, huh? And yeah. you were having lunch with with, with X, yeah. And what was he asking you about? About buying an NFL team. That's, that, and I got to tell you something. No, no BS. Both my wife and myself said, you know, he's, he's a pretty good actor. Hey, you, you know, know, I yeah. like doing the acting thing. Yeah. Go he's, see What Women Want. I'm in it. And uh, I do a great job. The best poker scene in movie history. Wait, What Women Want? Yeah, it's that's a movie. Taraji Hanson's movie that's out just, right now. Oh, it's just, it's just it's I'm, out right now. You better write, write that down for me. Man, oh, man. <laughs> so they, they weren't talking about you, What Women. Or, or, no, no, okay, no. Okay. It's a remake of the old Mel Gibson movie, What Men Want. Oh. Or right. no, yeah. What women want is the old Mel Gibson movie. What men want is the new movie now. Are you? Do you play? Is it a bit role or do you play? Yeah, yourself? It's, it's just a bit role. It's me, Shaq, Grant Hill, and um, Tracy Morgan, Taraji Henson, and a couple others sitting around a poker table, and she can read our. She can hear what we're thinking, and so yeah, oh. the shit they have a say. It's I pretty got, funny. At McDonald's at your peak, because I'm gonna tell you what my peak. What, what was your order at your peak at McDonald's? At your peak, like McDonald's eat? was um, a Big Mac and a large fries. That's it. That was a Big Mac, large fries. Yeah. So I had two quarter pounders, two large fries, and a milkshake. Oh, and I forgot milkshake. I love oh, yeah, the milkshake. milkshake. Yeah, but that was yeah. long. I, and I was I was a freak. I would dip my fries in my milkshake. Oh man, that's <laughs> a, almost should be. Is that illegal in Texas? No, it, it's encouraged. It's, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what, Mark? You uh, you've been fantastic. It's been How, fun, man. What's your favorite sneaker these days? Um, I do. I switch between whoever sends me free sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you gone and traded them on that StockX yet? StockX, no, but um, I use Stadium Goods because that's one of my investments that we uh, just sold. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but you know, it's I'm, okay. I'm gonna have my my son take some of my old shoes though, and yeah, and, yeah have, well, you can, I'll it, put them on. Uh, it's got it. Can't what's be it called? StockX. Stock Stock you know X. the one that's leading the whole thing. But it's not just sneakers. It's Sneakers, handbags, watches, streetwear. Go check it out. It's the stock market of things. 
The Swear stock market of things. What a concept. Yeah. I'll check it yeah, out. Go check it That's out. That's a great idea. But, but yeah, don't Can do I get it. my advisory shares? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, yeah, we might actually do that. Uh, actually, has anybody ever used you as a spokesman? Um, yeah. For what? Couple, what have you? Um, Skechers. I did a Super Bowl commercial for Skechers, oh and gosh. I did a bunch of that. because I got I, That was fun because I got to serious. do Super we Bowl. I'm serious. we got to get, what do you think? We also could do a fathead of them and sell big. They tried to do that, but we're not allowed to do the fatheads, I don't think. Who said that? I, maybe it was David Stern. Oh, yeah. He probably he said, no. He, you know, he's the only bobblehead you've ever seen. You know how bobbleheads go like this? He's the only yeah, bobblehead went like that. <laughs> <laughs> so David Stern. And when he retired, you remember I said we all had bobbleheads? Yeah. So David, how come it only goes this way? It's but anyway, funny. you know what? You've been outstanding. It's been thank, fun. Thank you for your time. Thanks, and keep doing what you do. I Same. think you brighten up the world. And Same. You know, hopefully one day we'll have that all all the, abs, the abs it won't be this year no <laughs> but hopefully one day hopefully you're soon. building something special there with and porzingis and everything else so i like what you guys are doing too well you know we're we're way back we'll see you know if, if that uh what's that player zion huh is that his name yeah i i you're in that sweepstakes man it's yeah, gonna be we're, we're there we'll send nick gilbert up there see what happens you know so thank you mark good luck to you thank you take care Appreciate you, Danny. that wraps up this episode of the speed of the game i'm dan gilbert and we're sitting here uh, in charlotte north carolina thank you for listening And just remember this one thing, if you can't keep up with the speed of the game, then you can't play.